Welcome back to the Philly Special Podcast. I'm Colin Rudisill sitting here with Kelson Hazelwood. And no, we haven't spoke to you guys in a while. And obviously, we've got a lot to get into, but we are back now. And finally, uh, talking all things Philadelphia Eagles. And we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears game, obviously. Um, Eagles are just coming off a of bye week. The Patriots are right around the corner. We've got a special guest coming on later in the show. So we've got a lot to get into today, Kelson. Um, I guess the best place to start is at the beginning, and that would be two weeks ago where we, uh, let's just say, chose not to do a podcast last week and <laughs> nothing else got in the way. Yeah, And yeah. decided to all push it into this one. This one's going to be a good one, so it's worth it. Yeah, so um, let's talk about the Eagles and the Bears, man. I mean, we picked up another win. Um, looking fantastic going into the bye week. Did everything we needed to do, I think, uh, to, you know, scratch a claw our way to five and four and really give ourselves a chance to finish out this division, or excuse me, this season, um, maybe at the top of the division. Yeah, man, the game against the Bears uh, went exactly I think we all wanted it to. Uh, made our way up here to five and four. Watching uh, Dallas lose on Sunday was huge. We're now tied again for first in the division. Um, the offense came out early, put up points, uh, got us ahead, and the defense was just phenomenal, especially in that first half. Holding Chicago to only nine yards of offense, um, it's the best half of football that defense has played all season long. It's it was great. Yeah, I they I think as a whole, almost a whole game. You know, obviously we're going to get into a couple of parts that kind of changed the game there for a second, but for the most part, this is the best defense has looked I think overall, <laughs> and it is. I mean, without a doubt, great to see. Um, you know, Jalen Mills out there every day, Robin Darby out there every day, getting Avante Maddox back was huge. And uh, I think even putting Jannard Avery out there and him getting that sack, um, it's just, a, it's a spark, you know, I've been saying for the last couple podcasts, we need some sort of spark on both sides of the ball and maybe getting these two guys back and some more guys off injury is going to do that for us. Um, the offense, on the other hand, you know, it just seems like 12 to zero at the end of the half was not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And just a couple of times, you know, that first drive was beautiful. Worked it all the way down there, got it inside the five, and we just couldn't punch the damn thing in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And obviously I had to settle for three. Happened again, and we're only up six to nothing, and we're dominating this game on both sides of the ball, but we only have six points to show for it. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's up with that. Um the play that sticks out to me is once again on a third and two, I, I think it was our second one down there, we ran a wide receiver screen, threw it out to Miles Sanders, and just immediately tackled. We, as a team, have got to agree that the wide receiver screen is not a play we should be running in the red zone. No, it's it's a very questionable call. It's a risky call. And for a team that's struggling on offense already, it seems like Doug tries to get cute a little too often. And I don't know if he's the one, you know, you know, kicking into the huddle into the quarterback's mic and just being like, hey, hey, run this play or not, right. you know, specifically. But uh, regardless, yeah, that, that's a, that's a bad play call on third and two. You know, let's either run the ball with Jordan Howard. That's what he's there for to get those two yards. Or, you know, we've got one of the best tight ends in football and he had a great game this this last week, two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Why not throw him the ball? You know, it, it was a bad play call. I'm with you all the way on that. I will say, though, overall, the running backs looked pretty damn good this whole game. Uh, oh, yeah. Jordan Howard against his old team, obviously, his first time he got to see him since leaving Chicago. 82 yards on a touchdown, I'd say it's a pretty solid day. And yeah, we, uh, Miles My, Sanders just doing what he does, uh, 73 total yards. 
Yeah, we, we talked about this a lot um, on the last one. These two are week in and week out. Just They look great. I love this duo. Um, I don't think you can say enough about how good they looked, um, both in the, the last game and in this one. Yeah, I think teams underestimate them, man. I really do. I think they come into games thinking, oh, Carson Wentz, you know, this guy is for real. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We got to prepare for the pass game and, you know, make sure we get him down when we get to the quarterback. And they just kind of forget, like, oh, shit, Jordan Howard is actually capable of snapping off these big runs and I mean, yeah. making people miss. He, Philadelphia hasn't had, like, a 1,000-yard rusher since LaShawn McCoy, and I I think Jordan Howard has a real shot at pulling that off. Yeah, what's, do you know where he's at right now? Uh, no, I don't. Not off the top of my head. We'll look that up in a second. But, yeah, I, I think he definitely could. And even adding Miles Sanders to it, just making it a little bit more weird, I, the Eagles have one of the best one-two punches at running back in the game right now. So that is that is a fantastic thing. Uh, Wentz, 239 yards and a touchdown. Um, pretty good game. What do you think of his performance? Uh, Wentz, I think, once again, nothing too crazy, but did everything he needed to do. Didn't do anything. I was like, that was stupid. He's just, he's playing winning football. And yeah. I, I'm i liking the side we're seeing from Wentz this season. Yeah, it's very disciplined, I guess is a good word. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it, when you don't have, let's just be real, real talent at the wide receiver position right now, I mean, they're capable, they're good, they'll catch the ball every now and then, except Alshon Jeffrey that one time against just a couple weeks ago, but regardless, um, we don't have a real playmaker at wide receiver. And I actually just saw a tweet the other day uh, from some college scouts since 2003 tweeted it that um, this is going to be the best wide receiver class in this 2019 class ever, according to him. So one scout says that, but still something right. to look forward to. Hopefully maybe we get in on a wide receiver in the draft. There's no way we don't. <laughs> I I would think so. Um Speaking of wide receivers, yeah. man, and wide receivers in the draft, there's um, been a guy that we drafted a wide receiver in this last draft. I don't know if you remember this. Mm -hmm. uh, some fellow by the name of J.J. Arcega Whiteside. No, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I've been <laughs> seeing missing posters of him on milk cartons and hanging flyers <laughs> around the town. I, where is Where has he been? Why is he not on the field? I have no idea, man. This is something that's been super frustrating. Yeah. I don't know. You just look at Mac Hollins is out there for the majority of the snaps. And this man, I'm pretty sure has more yards and penalties than he does actually receiving. And it's just, it's frustrating. Like, why are we not putting other people out there with the horrible production that this group has had? I, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. It seems like ever since he dropped that pass in that, um, I'm going to call it catch gate. I don't have a better word for it against, um, <laughs> Detroit, where they uh, everybody was dropping passes. And uh, the man you just mentioned, Matt Collins, is responsible for one of the drop passes. But it yeah. seems like ever since Hollins, or excuse me, uh, Arcega Whiteside dropped his, I, I don't even remember seeing him out there running routes. Like, right. I literally don't remember seeing this guy on the field. I don't think we've seen him, no. I'm not even going to lie to you, I kind of forgot he was on the team. I'm not even lying. <laughs> I legitimately I, forgot about him. I remembered, but it's, I don't know. Some yeah. of the things that's happening, especially at that position on this team, they baffle me. Yeah, I mean, why, you know, you know Elshon Jeffrey is, it, it, let's, I'm just being real, he's past his prime, he's on the downslope, he's not going to be in the NFL, let alone the Eagles, within the next probably five years. 
The guy's not the future by any means. We know Matt Collins is messing up. He just said he's got more penalty yards than receiving yards. We've seen Aguilar drop a ton of passes this year. You know, we already know the wide receivers aren't good, so why are we not letting the guy we just draft get some playing time, get some experience, grow, and see what we got in him? You yeah, know? just give him a shot. Like, I mean, yeah, you look at other teams who just drafted rookie wide receivers. Uh, the one that comes to mind for me is uh, DK, DK Metcalf with Seattle. He is having a phenomenal season, and they're finding all sorts of great ways to use him. I don't understand. Like, what's our deal with, like, not letting rookies, like, play? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, uh, I'd say Miles Sanders has probably played a decent amount. But. Okay, yeah, but, like, that's – I guess Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders and Andre Dillard are, like, the two exceptions. But it's just – I don't know. Like, everyone was so excited about um, our second wide side, and we just haven't seen him, haven't used him. Yeah, Why are you excited? What's weird is before the Dallas – or Detroit game, rather, he was – Playing decent. I mean, I remember a couple of good plays that he's had and a couple of good games even. He looked great in preseason. Yeah, really good in preseason. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not really understanding it. Maybe they just feel the strategy is better without a minute. I know it probably has something to do with Dallas Goddard, too, when they're running the two tight end set. And, I mean, I definitely want that guy to get some playing time. He's been incredible this year um, for what he is, you know, being a backup tight end. If you even want to use that word, I would just call him the second tight end. Yeah, it's that that they're split evenly. Absolutely, and it's it works. It works really well. Another weapon you could have inside the five yard line instead of running a screen on third and two. But there you go. You know the other, I the other question. I, the question I have going forward, uh, at least this week, is Alshon's a little banged up. Will we see our Sega Whiteside hit the field because technically he is the backup for Alshon Jeffrey. Mac Hollins is technically the backup for Deshaun Jackson, so that's why he's been out there. So if they're going to stick to this, you know, this guy's up when this guy's out, I wonder if, if it'll happen for us. Yeah, and I I can't imagine it isn't. If, if um, Jeffrey's not going to play, we just simply don't have enough guys. I mean, I mean our Sega Whiteside's got to play. Even if he can play, but, like, just put him on a snap count and give our Sega Whiteside, like, some looks at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, he definitely shouldn't be out there too long if he's not 100% healthy. He is sure. still our best wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. I'm just yeah. not saying he's the best wide receiver. He's not a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think I'm hurting anybody's feelings by saying that. No, nah, you'd be crazy to argue. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> you know, to add to that, um, obviously Deshaun Jackson, I guess we got to talk about that since that did happen. It seems like old news, but I forgot we haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks, but yeah, we've, yeah, we had to take time uh, to heal from it. He played a series or how many, do you know how many snaps he played? I know he got hurt. He only had one catch. I couldn't tell you how many snaps, but I'm yeah, pretty sure it was on the first series yards. Yep. when he um, re-aggravated it. And uh, Kelson, I know you want to talk about this because it's something you've been preaching since the beginning about if he needs surgery, let's just get the surgery, right? Yep. I and, said that forever ago and here we are, and he just had the surgery, and we would have had him back probably for the Chicago game, but actually for, like fully healthy for the Chicago game. But now we have a slim chance of getting him back for a playoff run, you know, if everything goes our way. It just, I don't understand. With a guy like that, like, why take a chance? Just take the beginning of the season. We've done well enough without him, like, as is. Like, I just... I don't understand. If you're going to be out for six weeks anyway, just go get the fucking surgery. I'm wondering if it was 
just because he played so well in that first game, if their thought was just like, man, if we can avoid the surgery, if he can come back without the surgery and get him on the field quicker, he's going to be doing this all year long. I'm not saying that's the right move. And I'm obviously everybody's with you now. He should have just gotten the surgery because we're like you said, he could have been back for this Bears game. And at the very, very worst, we're going to get him before the playoffs start if right. we make it to the playoffs. But see what right. what everyone's saying now or what Doug said in this press conference was that that was all completely Deshaun's decision not to get the surgery. So it's hard to put it on the team if that's true. It's just. I don't know. Just is it though? I mean, that's. I feel like that's the competitor in him. I feel like a lot of people are going to say that. Right. I mean, he could have been hurting way worse than he was letting anybody know. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think somebody should have stepped up and said, "No, hey, bro, you, you need to <laughs> yeah. get the surgery." Yeah. I like I, don't. I, it's not the end of the world. You're only going to be out, you know, six weeks or whatever. Heal all the way up, and you're going to feel great. You know, come second half of the season and help this team out when the time comes. Yeah, and it goes from he misses the first, you know, half of the season, and now he's going to miss the whole season. And I don't know. It's just frustrating for someone that this team desperately needs, and we're just like having stupid medical stuff happen. Yeah, and they've uh, they addressed it this week, uh, this last week before this set of games, week ten, I believe the NFL's in about to be week eleven. Um, signing Jordan Matthews back. I mean, if you want to call that addressing it. I, yeah. I mean, I love yeah. I love J Matt as much as the next person, but he's not a Deshaun Jackson type of guy. How many times has this guy been introduced to the Eagles organization? Kick to the curb, reintroduce, kick to the curb. I mean, it's got to be three. three, yeah, three times. <laughs> that is insane. It's it's definitely a special situation, and he's not going to be there at the end of the year, right? I don't know. Like, I mean, next year come next year, I should say. The thing is, like. If he plays well, maybe. Like, at this point, who else we got? Um, I guess nobody. <laughs> I mean, right. that, Alshon and Aguilar and I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good sign for a short-term period because, you know, which was addressed already, that he knows the system mm-hmm. and he's able to just fit right in because he's played in it before. So you don't have to, like, train this guy or anything. Kind of like the Seahawks are doing with Josh Gordon right now. They're kind of grooming him to become the wide receiver the Seahawks want him to be. Jordan Matthews is past that. We already know what we're going to get out of Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews knows what he's going to get out of the Eagles. It's already been agreed upon. Right. Um, the thing that I think is interesting, though, if we can just dive down this rabbit hole of wide receivers. Sure. Um, I know what you're going to say. I'm not excited for it, but go ahead. I'm not, I'm not saying that yet. <laughs> this is all okay. I'm saying. All right. The available wide receivers, besides Jordan Matthews, that top my list. Michael Crabtree, mm-hmm. who is a proven veteran. He's been on a Super Bowl team. You know, he's played with Russell Wilson, some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, experienced, professional. I don't know why we didn't give him a shot. Yeah, I don't, that one, that was definitely my top pick as well. Kelvin Benjamin, who, former first round pick. Right. Yeah, he's been kind of booty everywhere he's been so far, but still a tall guy, you know, kind of built a lot like Alshon Jeffrey. Um, a lot of potential, I would still say, and maybe just needs a quarterback like Carson Wentz throwing him in the ball. You know, who's he's had? He's had Cam Newton, and Cam Newton's worst year playing football, worst couple years playing football, and moved over to the Buffalo Bills. And, like, you know, he hasn't had a real quarterback yet. So, right. you know, I just think he's young enough that maybe maybe he just needs a change of scenery. 
Uh, the other ones I have is Des Bryant, Pierre Garcon, and Martavis Bryant. None of those really stick out to me as much. No. Not moves. But, uh, let's, let's get into it, Kelson, because no. I think there is one special case that the Eagles could take on, and it would be, it would be a lot, and I know I'm asking a lot, but Antonio Brown doesn't no. have a home, Kelson. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't have a home. He doesn't want a home. He does he's want said he's done with he the NFL. He doesn't know. He, he said, said he's done with the NFL. Yes, and the man is certifiably he's insane. He's throwing a fit. We know he's a diva. No, he's – at this point, it's beyond a fit. This is a, a feud, if you will. I don't – I know. This team doesn't need anything to do with that. Like, yes, the man is talented, but – The most talented. The best wide receiver in football. Is he still, though? Like, if, yes. you think if he came back right now, he yes. would still be – I don't yes. know. You do – do you know how hard Plus, it is to be the best wide receiver in football for a year? This guy's done it for, like, three years. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But the, the baggage that he comes with is just not It's huge. Big. It is massive. Oh You're going to need a team to carry that baggage, <laughs> 100%. And, like, we have enough problems. Like, we've already dealt with some drama this year about he said, she said. We don't need any more of that. And the man is still going through a sexual assault case. I was just about to address that. If <laughs> Not that to mention is still, all the grievances with the NFL. Like, it's it's so much. I don't know where that is right now, and if that is still, like, up in the air, and, he, you know, if he's guilty of that, no, I don't want anything to do with that guy. 100% don't. Sure. Uh, I don't know if it's been settled, like, civil lawsuit or anything like that. I don't know. And if, yeah, regardless. I'm not talking about that. Let's just put that away. Okay. Um, but the guy, I mean, I just can't. It, it replays my mind. I have dreams about it, Kelson. Of Carson Wentz throwing Antonio Brown the football. See, I mean, we all we all had dreams of Carson Wentz throwing Deshaun Jackson the football, and those dreams will be realized. We just okay, have to okay. And Look, Antonio Brown, Deshaun Jackson, and Antonio Brown are not on the same level. They're not. They were at one point when Antonio Brown was like in college, and Deshaun Jackson was you know in his <laughs> third year in football. But uh, Deshaun Jackson's not going to do any of the things Antonio Brown can do. This guy is your every down. Wide receiver, you can throw him the ball on any down you want. He can go deep. He can run routes. He can block. He does everything you want from a wide receiver. And he is a free agent on a team that is trying to come back and make a playoff run right now that needs a wide receiver desperately. It is a match made in heaven, um, and I think it needs to happen. I get what you're saying. I, I truly do. And if you would have said this back, I don't know, Week three, week four, like, you know, early on in the Deshaun Jackson injury. I think I would have been a little more, you know, on your side with it. Like, yes, we should do this. But I just, no. You know, like, at this point, too much has happened with him. And it's too much baggage. This team doesn't need to take it on. I think it's just, I think it would do more harm than good. I, I mean, look at what happened with the Raiders. It took them forever to shake out of the funk he left them in. The Raiders were, a, I mean, a dumpster fire. The sure. owner handled it bad. Everybody handled that bad. But and the Patriots did what they had to do. Handle it correctly? I mean, the man literally hired someone to make a social media campaign about the Raiders. Like, it was weird. It was weird. I'm not, look, it was weird. We don't but need I that. Think, uh, what's his name? Mike Mayock? That's the owner of the Raiders. He's, sure. I think he's just a weird guy. <laughs> and, and I don't think Antonio <laughs> liked him at all. And what I mean, if he comes I, here and he doesn't like us? I mean, I, it's, he it's didn't like worth a shot. At least give him a tryout. This is what look. This is this is what I suggest. This is my suggestion. Right. You sit him down. You bring him in. The very first thing you do 
before he takes any, you know, puts on his cleats, go outside on the field, any of that, you sit him in a room with Malcolm Jenkins. And okay. you just you just have them talk. Malcolm Jenkins lays down the law. I don't want any bullshit. I don't want to hear anything about not making enough money. I don't want to hear anything about what's going on outside of football. You are here to play football. This is a this is a business. We're professionals. Do your job. There's and if no Antonio Brown well that. All right. And if he doesn't, then Malcolm Jenkins comes out and says, This isn't our guy. And if he does, if Malcolm Jenkins says, I think we can trust him, then I trust him. I trust him Malcolm Jenkins has to say. You think Malcolm Jenkins just needs to be the the Philadelphia Eagles ambassador for us and Antonio for Brown? For this specific case, <laughs> yes, he is I the guess. one that is he is the gatekeeper of the locker room. 100%. I mean, that's fair. Like he definitely keeps everyone in line. It's just well, that's your biggest issue, right? It is, but I don't think that Antonio Brown is the type of guy who's such a nutcase that he can be on your side and all in one day, and then the next day you. He's just off the wall crazy and like all pissed off about something. It makes no sense. And obviously, like I, I wasn't there and inside, you know, the happenings of whatever happened with him. But just from what you see, like he just doesn't seem like he's mentally there. You're a hundred percent right on that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not denying that at all. Yes. Um. I've, we've talked a lot about Antonio Brown now. I think we're, we can get back to the, the football game. I do just want to say though, uh, 62% of Twitter agrees with me that Antonio Brown would be a great signing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So thank you guys for responding to that poll on Twitter. Uh, coming in in second, tied for second, Kelvin Benjamin and Michael Crabtree. So more realistically, I mean, at the very least, can we just agree? Like, let's bring one of these guys on. I mean, why not? Why not? I would love that. Yeah, Matt Collins, like, let that guy go. Let somebody go. Let's At least bench him for a little while. Like, I'm tired of watching him play and do nothing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Let's see. I mean, I've got – I want to get into the last drive, too. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about before that? Um, I want to say it's kind of good to see Sendejo get released. Yeah, he's uh pretty pretty questionable. Uh, like, plays. that's the thing, like, the weird thing about him is, like, he made, you know, a few good plays, and, like, he wasn't, like, a bad player, per se. He was just so reckless. Uh, he had another, you know, Trubisky was sliding, you know, gave himself up, and he just came in and hit him in the head. It's yeah, like, it's why? Why are we doing that? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just another kind of example of the type of player he is, and I'm I'm kind of glad to see to see us part ways with him. I don't think we necessarily need him. No, I think um, uh, I, uh, one thing I do want to talk about that we didn't get into, because mm. we're, since we're talking about the safeties, right. uh, I was going to say we're good with the safeties. You know, I like I love Malcolm Jenkins, obviously, as I just said. like <laughs> I, I'm willing to trust him with letting the biggest diva in football into our locker room if he says it's okay. Uh, but I, like, I love Rodney McLeod, too. I've been high on oh, him yeah. all season long. He's been great. Here's my complaint, and All I like right. Avante Maddox. He shuffles into the safety mix every now and then as well. My complaint is sometimes, and we saw it in this game with Taylor Gabriel, the over-the-top help oh. is not there. Yeah, that's so and, true. And it's it's, and I don't, I I just find it hard to believe that every single time Razul Douglas or whoever else is getting burnt. Sorry, I just called out Razul Douglas and nobody else, but whenever <laughs> they're getting burnt. I find it hard to believe it's man coverage every single time. And even yeah. if it is man coverage, there should be a safety over the top making sure nobody's getting too deep or is there for a double team. 
That's how it should be. And why is that not happening? And I, you mentioned it, I think, before the podcast. Like, that was the play that started the comeback for the Bears. That's what was getting them back in the game. Like, we cannot give up those huge plays. There needs to be somebody there to come up and bat that ball down and not running five yards behind him like we've seen against Stephon Diggs, like we just saw against Taylor Gabriel. It's happened too often. No, I mean, Trubisky threw for 125 yards in this game, and at least 50 of them were on that play. Yeah, on play. that one play. So, it was like, so a great game <laughs> besides that one play. It, yeah, and like 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 you said, it really sparked their little comeback. And it's kind of frustrating because, like, we had played such a good game. And then they kind of, like, they came back and they were, like, within a score. And we're about to get into this, you know, final final drive to kill the clock and kind of put this thing away. But, like, if we don't do that, like, what happens? Does Chicago come back and, like, get a chance with it and beat us? Like, if if they have the ball back on offense, at that point, they were kind of beating us. And Well, they did. They got it back with uh, about 12 minutes left. Um, when Alshon Jeffrey dropped that pass, it was still 19-14. No, I mean, I mean the, uh, the drive where we, like, really killed the clock. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. And if, I I think had we had lost this game, uh, it's definitely self-inflicted. And we'd be sitting here talking about, man, you imagine we put seven points instead of three points on the board, both of those first two trips to the red zone. I see, mean, that's, this game's over. That's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, yes, like, first half aside, I think the second half, and even the offense a little bit in the first half was kind of like, you know, going back to the, like the Falcons and the Detroit game where it's like, I don't know. It's just like we kind of fall apart at some really bad, crucial moments. And if Chicago were to come back and beat us in this game, we would be having the same discussion we had back when Atlanta beat us and Detroit beat us. And it's just, I don't know. I think we got to stop letting it be so kind of close. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is just capitalize on the opportunities. I mean, yeah. if you have first and goal inside the five, you better score a touchdown, especially when you got Jordan Howard, who's one of the best power backs on getting those two, three yards. Give it to him three times inside the five. Give it to him four times inside the five. Right. Or at the very least, get it down to, like, you know, the goal line and then just do a quarterback sneak. It's that simple. We don't have to throw passes. We don't have to throw a screen pass on third and goal at the four-yard line. Yeah, I'm I'm tired of that play. We already talked about that, but I'm so tired of it. Yeah. Uh, luckily, that's not what happened, so let's get into this. Yeah. The last offensive drive. Um, I'll set the scene here. It was 19-14 to 14 and 7 minutes and 22 seconds left on the clock when the Eagles got, this ball, got the ball and started this drive. They ended up converting four times on third down, went all the way down and kicked a field goal, to make it 22-14 and left 25 seconds on the clock and made the Bears burn all their timeouts. Obviously, the next thing that happened on the kickoff, uh, Bears fumbled the ball, Eagles recovered, game's over. Right. And that's about as good as it gets, Kelson, I would say. No, it, was, it looked – it was great. That was one of the best drives, if not the best drive, we've had all season. Um yeah, you saw Alshon with the big third third down catch, Sanders for a third and 13, Zach Ertz on a third and three, um, Goddard had one on that drive. It was, the ball was going around to everyone. Everyone was converting. We were firing on all cylinders. It it was great. Like, killing that much clock, it just suffocates it. Like, any chance the Bears had at that comeback. Yeah, and I think yeah. – um, uh, the biggest thing, too, is I, I like that they stayed – it was still aggressive. It was still kind of an aggressive drive. It was like 
passive and aggressive because they would run the ball and run that clock, and then they might throw a play action the next play. Like, they were mixing it up really, really well, I thought, because right. a lot of teams, and I hate to see this, and I'm glad. This is why I love Doug Peterson because he does not play like this. A lot of teams, when you're up 19-14, you're only up by a score with that much time left, they just try to play not to lose. Right. They'll just run the football, hope the other team burns timeouts, or hope they get a first down or something. Then they kick the ball back with five minutes left, the other team scores, and the game's over. Doug doesn't do that, man. He's out here to win. Like, I think he wanted a touchdown on that drive at, until, obviously, we got down there and the Bears used all their timeouts. Right. There is a point where you don't want to be aggressive anymore. But I think it was perfectly, perfectly in between passive and aggressive as far as where we needed to be on first and 10 and third and 14. So very impressed. I think it was as good as it could have been um, for an ending. So, yeah, uh, last thing kind of about that drive real quick is Wentz just looked incredible. A little bit more on him right now. Uh, He, with the touchdown in that last game, uh, continues his streak of having a touchdown in a game to 12 games in a row. Uh, I believe that's tied with Russell Wilson for first place. That's kind of cool. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, not it's not the flashy stats we we got with him uh, a few years ago, but he's still just been so good and kind of under the radar good. I yeah, think, I think once he gets some weapons at wide receiver again, we're not going to go back down this rabbit hole. But once he gets us, I think he's <laughs> unstoppable. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I personally think as a whole this team is. It's starting to kind of take the shape of what it should be. I think right. we're getting the running backs involved more than we should. I mean, do you remember, I don't remember which week it was, week one or two. I mean, Darren Sproles was carrying the ball a lot. Oh, yeah. That was a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. And Nelson Aguilar was, was the go-to guy at wide receiver. Like, there's so much that's changed, and they've adjusted and realized where the talent is, or at least where it fits in with this specific system. And I think it's starting to take shape. I think they're starting to roll. Yeah. And we're going to see, man, this is this is a big game against New England. I think this is um, where we're going to show what we're made of, personally. Yeah. I, and that might kind of enter in maybe a little foreshadowing into my prediction. But, uh, yeah, this is a big game. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. It's always exciting when we get to play the Patriots again. Uh, this is the first time these two teams are meeting since the big Super Bowl win for us. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. It's always interesting circumstances when, when we get this one because the Patriots are coming off their first loss to the Ravens. Um, and that was monumental because that was the first time we've seen the Patriots defense kind of fall apart and they fell apart specifically in the run game. Uh, they could not stop Lamar Jackson and, and, um, Mark Ingram. And I'm just, it makes me wonder if the Eagles coaches, you know, are taking, obviously we can't do what the Ravens did. We aren't the Ravens. We don't have Lamar Jackson, but mm-hmm. I hope we're taking some sort of, you know, a few notes about what worked against that defense. Because I, to be honest with you, I'm not super scared of what New England has on, on offense right now. So I think if we can, if we can score points against that defense, I, I think this one could be interesting. I think so too. I, I definitely think so too. And um, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be about the offense, I think, mostly. Um, just because this is, I mean, it is a strong New England defense. You mentioned, you know, Lamar Jackson being able to take advantage of it. Just a different animal, that Lamar Jackson man. He is crazy. Oh yeah. But uh, 
you know, Carson Wentz is, he can hold his own in the mobile quarterback game, not nearly as well as Lamar Jackson, but he's a tough guy to take down for sure. Right. And I think this has just got to be a game where you can't make mistakes against the yes. Patriots. You cannot have a bad interception. You can't drop passes and you can't have bad fumbles. No, because you know? they're not going to do it. No, they're not. I mean, and I think the other key that I have written down here is you got to, you got to make Tom Brady uncomfortable. And they did that in the Super Bowl very, very well, I thought. So that's something that they're going to have to utilize again. They're going to have to beat that offensive line. They're going to have to get in Brady's face because Brady, he is the best quarterback of all time. But we've seen time and time again when he's under pressure and he has nowhere to go, he'll throw it away or he'll make a mistake. Like, it happens. So, yeah, I think those are going to be the two biggest keys for Philadelphia to beat New England. um, I like that, too, because we're coming off a bye week right now. Obviously, they are, too, but... We've we've needed this moment to just get completely healthy, especially uh, some guys like Fletcher Cox, who like you know they've been coming on, coming on all season, slowly just getting so much better. I think I think the defensive line, I don't think they're gonna have any issues uh, making Brady uncomfortable. Uh, Brandon Graham has had a huge year, Absolutely. and I, I think he's I think he's fully prepared to mess with Tom Brady's head a little bit and. With, you know, with help from Fletcher and with help from Derek Barnett and some other guys, hopefully, uh, Avery gets in there as well. It's, it's exciting, man. Yeah, like I said, they, they've reshaped. I mean, this, that's great. I think Avery's a really good addition, uh, to an already pretty banged up defensive line. Obviously, we don't have, uh, we don't have Timmy yet, Timmy back yet. Oh, did, did he play last week? No. Uh, Someday we'll get him back. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember if he did. I, we'll have to check that. Yeah, we're gonna have to check. We had to check something else too. I can't remember. I, I already Jordan Howard stats. Oh, yeah, five hundred twenty-five yards on the season so far through ten weeks. Mm-hmm. So he's got to get. So he's he's got to step it up. But yep. he's yeah, he can do it. But that's the sure. thing. Like he wasn't getting a lot in those first few games. So I mean, he's gotten he's racked up this many pretty quickly. That's true. Like I said, Darren Sproles was taking his carries. I don't know why. Um, go ahead and say something real quick. I'm gonna look up Tim Jernigan. Sure. Uh, so back to the Patriots real quick. Um, the the one kind of concern I guess I do have is the Patriots have some pretty good receivers with Julian Edelman and Mohamed Sanu now. You have to hope that the corners can can hold up. And I'm, it makes me super glad we're we're playing this game now and not a few weeks ago because I no way in hell. But so yeah, I don't know. And hopefully we can figure out something with our receivers to to get Wentz some help and to get the ball, you know, going in the air for us. Uh, the Patriots have 32 sacks so far on the season. Little concerning, um, considering Wentz took four last week against the Bears. We want to hope that, he, you know, the offensive line holds up pretty well for him. Yeah, I'm hoping um, just to sneak into the injury reports here, uh, with Jason Peters starting to be limited in practice, I think that'd be a big piece to have back. Um like you said before the pod, he, he does kind of have a tendency to get hurt in the middle of the game, but it'd be nice to have him out there for at least a couple quarters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. I love Jason Peters. Uh, Jordan Howard also limited in practice. A little concerning, but I think he's probably going to be all right. Uh, the big ones are Alshon Jeffrey and Nigel Bradham, uh, who didn't participate. Looking like Bradham's not going to play again this week. I think he's getting closer. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, though, still up in the air. I'd say pretty questionable at this point. Um, obviously going to learn more as we move farther in the week. And uh, Tim Jernigan not on the injury report because he did play uh, this last game. He had a tackle, and that was about it. But still, good to have him back on the defensive line, definitely, and just making that, you know, starting to come back to that form that we had a right. couple years ago and last year, that identity that this defensive line is big and mean. 
and another guy finally have it healthy. Bringing it out. Yep. It's the biggest thing, man. I mean, we obviously everybody and their grandmas were shouting for cornerbacks and linebackers and even and anything we can get in free or trade deadline before it's right. over. And like we said, we thought it was that the the, the thought process was it's going to come from within because everybody's hurt. And right. I think that's starting to show. It you is. I, yeah, I think getting the cornerbacks back, all of them now, uh, besides Craven LeBlanc, who I also heard is getting close to cutting back, which is great. Um, yeah, the, everybody's back. So this team is starting to look like what they should be. We're going right. to get a more accurate picture of the Philadelphia Eagles coming up, and it's perfect timing. Yeah, for one, of, one of the biggest games of the season. Absolutely. Um, what else? I just got a couple other news here. I mean, um, Brandon Brooks resigned, uh, got himself oh, yeah. a four year contract extension. That's awesome. He's Huge a, deal. yeah, fantastic offensive lineman. Um, you know, big piece to that offensive line, keeping Mr. Carson Wentz safe. So congratulations, Brandon Brooks, if you happen to check this podcast out. <laughs> Hopefully. I know yeah. they all listen. Prediction time? Sure. You go first. All right. Uh, I pretty much already said my piece about what needs to get done to beat the Patriots. Um, uh, just to reemphasize it, get in Tom Brady's face, make him uncomfortable offensively, no mistakes, and be consistent. That's pretty much the three biggest points I can think of. And obviously, if it was that easy, we'd win every single time. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be looking for. And more than anything, this is just going to be a really big test, I think. Uh, the Patriots are obviously one of the best teams in the league. We're undefeated until facing the Ravens. And if the Eagles beat the Patriots, we're going to be in the conversation again. I mean, we have to be. And I have the Eagles beating the Patriots in a surprise game, showing their back by a score of 27-24. to 24. Okay. Huh. All right, so I guess it's my turn. So... Eagles are the three-point underdogs coming into this one, which kind of surprising. Uh, I would expected us to be further underdogs, but I, I have my concerns. Obviously, that defense uh, got pretty chewed up by Baltimore, and I don't think they're going to want it to happen again. Um, but then again, the Eagles getting healthy, I had coming off two big wins. This is going to be a huge test for this team, but it's going to be a close game and. I, I think the Patriots aren't—they're not over the Super Bowl yet, so they're gonna—they're gonna come out swinging. I think we're looking. I have Patriots winning, and I have—I had twenty-eight, twenty-four. Ooh, that's pretty close to my score, though. I know that's, that's what I thought was funny. Yeah, just reversed. Mm. Look, in all—in all seriousness, well, I mean, I am serious, but. Uh, if we can just play a close game, a competitive game to like, oh man, Tom Brady got the ball on the last drive and he just made some miracle plays and like it was just, you know, it was just a great game that the Patriots won, but it easily could have swayed or swung our way. I'd take that. You know, yeah. the, the only thing I'm not looking for here is the Eagles lose like 38 to three. Right. Because we're going to have a really somber podcast next week. <laughs> you don't uh, want to do that? I really That's don't not want fun to. Do for that. You? It isn't. It isn't at all. The earlier podcasts were kind of depressing. Oh, yeah, his is rough. And uh, I just want to say, hey, congratulations, Eagles, for um, being my my little competition, I guess. I don't know, about winning two of the five games in that little stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning against the Patriots or the Seahawks, either one, is huge. Yeah. Huge. 
Especially I mean, that with, is, with Dallas where they're sitting now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that literally, I mean, if they beat them both, that is massive. But oh, just yeah. one, we're staring down the barrel of an 11-5 and five season, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, we just, just got to win our last uh, five games after, you know, the next two games, I should say, after the Patriots and Seahawks, five games left, all winnable, in my opinion. So Yeah, man. I mean, these next two games, I think they're going to be the two most exciting games of the regular season for us, as long as we don't get, you know, destroyed. But, you know, these are two of the best teams right now, and this is truly where we've been saying this all along, but this is truly where we're going to see what we have to work with and where we actually are compared to really competitive football teams. Like, I don't know. It's it's exciting. It it gets me pumped thinking about it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, especially the Seahawks, um, if we make the playoffs, if we're going to see them again at some point. So definitely important to at least play them close sure. uh, because if we get blown out, I mean, what's, I don't know what's guiding my confidence to say they're, we're not going to get blown out again if we see them in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I, don't think we, playoffs. I don't think we said this on the podcast yet, but I, I especially hope that, that that Seattle game is close because we, me and Colin are going to be there in Philadelphia yeah. for that one. So We haven't, we haven't announced that yet. No. We're actually going to be at the, the Patriots game, but, I mean, you know, obviously being the Super Bowl rematch, it's, tickets were a little pricey. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is not paying the bills. We're, yeah, not quite. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be there in Seattle. Um, we're actually going to try to hope and uh, do some cool things with you guys. So we'll see. More more information on that to come. For sure. Just wanted to put it out there. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, so normally this is where we'd conclude our podcast. Um, but it's bye week. It's a special week. We're going to do it a little differently. Uh, we're going to bring on a friend of ours. His name is Justin Lee. Uh, he has this podcast called Sports Talk with Justin Lee. And we're going to dig in a little bit more to where uh, where everyone's sitting Uh here about halfway through the season, uh, talk about playoffs and just kind of how the, how we think the NFL season is going to round out uh, for everyone. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it a special week, more of a boring week. So we had to get somebody else on <laughs> here to try to <laughs> try to get us through it all. But yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Justin Lee happens to be a Colts fan, which is pretty disappointing. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be nice to get an outsider perspective about the Eagles, and um, yeah, it should be kind of fun to just see where we think everybody's going to rank up. So. Stay tuned for that. We're going to get him on uh, right about now. All right, so we got Justin Lee on the line now. Justin, how you doing today? I'm doing good about yourself, Colin. I'm good, man. Justin Lee's got his own podcast, uh, Sports Talk with Jay Lee, like we said. Uh, also said he's a big Colts fan. So uh, you guys are sitting at 5-4 and four right now, looking kind of pretty, same as the Eagles right now. Yeah. Uh, my first question, because I actually don't know, what's what's Jacoby Brissett's uh, status? Yeah. He's playing Sunday. I saw it. I I he's ready to go. Yeah, I believe I saw something. Um, but to be honest, Colin Kaepernick's practicing. I mean, he's, he's, he's working out this Saturday. I, the coach will give him a trial, I think. Yeah, you Jacoby, like him? Jacoby's not the future. He's not. No. We, we why, to, why? Why not? I think we we've seen the best. We we've seen the best version of himself. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think we've seen like 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 we've seen Jacoby throw four touchdowns in a game and zero interceptions. But it's like ah, like who were you, like you weren't playing anybody. Like I don't, I can't see Jacoby Brissett like. In, in the AOC South, you have Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota, and Nick Foles. Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback in the division, not even close. Yeah. Nick Foles might be better than, than Jacoby Brissett. And Marcus Mariota, on, on any given weekend, I mean, any given Sunday, can also be better than Jacoby Brissett. So it's like, I, he's a, he's a good backup. He's a really good backup to have. But to have him 16 games, me personally, I just don't want him. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. And uh, uh, I'll just say, uh, what only one of those players you just named's got a Super Bowl. I don't know if you know which one it is. Uh, Nick Foles for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know which one it is. Mr. Foles. Mr. Foles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, dude, the hey, Titans are a dumpster fire. Hey, with, look, uh, like Twenty-seven and two touchdown to interception ratio. Still the best in NFL history. Yes. Never forget. I keep saying this. He should be an Eagles Hall of Famer. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but he should. Oh, I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, man. Calm down. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm it telling took you. Him, took him, what, a year to put a statue of him outside the stadium? He's got a statue, Justin. Took no <laughs> time at all. Peyton Manning <laughs> just got a statue. Well, Peyton Manning earned it for 13 seasons. Like, I don't think, like. <laughs> Look, the Eagles are one of the oldest franchises in NFL history, and they yeah. just won their first Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. And you beat the Patriots. That's pretty impressive. Brady threw 500 yards that game, and they still lost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Look, that's embarrassing on Tom Brady's part. Like, I might go back and watch that game now after Nick this podcast. Foles, you just inspired Nick me. Foles, Eli Manning is your kryptonite? Like, really? Like, I just feel like, ah, like, Tom can be – Tom Brady beats Peyton Manning and Philip Rivers every year, but can't beat Eli Manning. And then Nick <laughs> I, Foles, I don't know how like, that happens. I, I couldn't explain that one either. Uh, let's get back to Kaepernick. So that's that's interesting because I know he's hosting that. Uh, when is it? Saturday? He's hosting that workout yeah, for everybody. Saturday. Yeah. Um, I know a couple teams. Uh, the Bears. I've heard have kind of expressed some interest in it. Um, I don't know if anybody's actually going to take the bait personally. I don't think anybody's going to grab them. I'm not saying they yeah. shouldn't because there are definitely teams that need them. I mean, yeah. You look at Tennessee. They got Ryan Tannehill at starting quarterback right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think I think. Everyone, I, mean, I think Eric Reed, I mean, Eric, Eric, not Eric Reed, uh, Eric Reed said it perfectly. He thinks it's a publicity stunt by the NFL. And, and I hope it's not. I really hope it's not. You know, um, I think Colin Kaepernick, I mean, when dudes like Brian Hoyer are still like, you know, backup quarterbacks in the NFL, is, I mean, not, not Brian Hoyer, uh, Blake well, Brian Hoyer, yeah, he was backing up to Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, like, there are guys that are. That are, I mean, no, Colt McCoy, like, come on, you mean tell me that, like, Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick or Blake Bortles is? I, I don't think, you forget, like, Colin Kaepernick led, led the 49ers into the Super Bowl. It was one play away from winning the Super Bowl, which which was a hole. It was a hole. Michael Kaepernick got a hole. He got hell. He got hell. He got hell. Hey, I was pulling for him. But, so I, I really hope Colin Kaepernick does, you know, because as a coachman, I would take him in open arms. Even even if he's got to work his way as a backup, you know, let him just compete. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about uh, the possibility the Eagles ever sign Antonio Brown. And I think, like Antonio Brown, uh, Colin Kaepernick comes with a lot of baggage. And That's for one reason though. or another, no matter That's what side so you different. stand on, you know you're going to get that media circus wherever he goes. That's true. And I know, I know teams are looking at that. Kaepernick's not trying to destroy the team he plays on, though. Oh, no, 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 he's not. But it's going to be inevitable if... If he say this Colts sign him after Saturday, you don't think there's going to be a ton of media in Indianapolis the next day trying to like figure oh. out and put together a story? Well, Everybody's going to be sure, talking about it. The president's probably going to be tweeting about it. Look, because that very first game he has, is he going to stand or nail? That that's that's going to be the very first question. Damn. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then he's going to reopen up a whole other can that's been already put away. Because I I got fucked the players that, that you know. The players have kind of like, you know, they kind of swayed away from Canelo. And as side note, as a military member myself, it, I have no problem with these gentlemen, you know, kneeling down. I mean, they have that right, you know, to do that. And, you know, I'm not going to say I support what they do. But at the end of the day, they do have that right to stand up or sit down. 
and yeah, whatnot. I think his, his goal is to send a message, and it certainly yeah. sent a message, 100%. So, I think it's almost like Colin Kaepernick, are they, they going to ask you to stand up? And at that point, it's just like, what's more important to you, your pride or that, you know, be, becoming an NFL player again? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's I good point. I bet you he wouldn't. I bet you he wouldn't. But look, but then people are going to call him the black community. A lot, a lot of people going to call him a sellout if he if he stands up. Yeah, exactly. He's got. I mean, <laughs> this thing has become a lot bigger than football. It's, obviously, it's a lot, yeah. a lot bigger. It's a lot bigger than football, and it's like if Colin kneels, then he's going to be hated again. Then whatever team has him is going to be on ESPN all week. Exactly. And then he's going to be like, oh, like he he came to the pressure, blah blah blah. Like he's a sellout. So yeah, there's, no, there's no winning there. Not to mention, like, he hasn't played in so long. I mean, I'm hoping – I would imagine he still got it, especially if he shakes off the rust give him a couple weeks to do it. But if, if if he never lives up to the hype, I mean, all it is is going to be that media circus for that team to pick him up. So it better be worth it. I don't think the Colts are going to do it personally. I think they're probably going to stick with Brissett. Uh, I like the idea of Chicago, though. I could see that. That's interesting for sure. Um, Chicago is a quarterback really badly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're – done with Mitch Trubisky yet, but I mean, it should be okay, getting put man. to rest. Hey, look, not, not depending on Ken Newton's future. You, I, that's you know, that's, hey, that's what I think is most likely. You need a backup quarterback in, in Carolina. Eric, Eric, his buddy's already there. His buddy's already there. So it's kind of like, you know, like if the Bears do trade for Ken Newton, if Ken Newton does part ways with Carolina this offseason, you're going to, I don't think, I don't think Kyle Allen is the answer, but if you need a backup quarterback, you know, I think Colin Kaepernick can be a backup just about anywhere. Can he be a starter? Oh, 100%. Maybe not, but he can be a backup on all the 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah, you take politics aside, it's ridiculous he's not on hey, all look. Yeah. I mean, look, Tom Brady's 42. I mean, like, let's, <laughs> let's be real. I mean, I, but I know that that would – if there's no team that would sign him, it's definitely the Patriots. Oh, for I, sure. Well, they don't want that. And plus, like, you know, the, the, the relationship between Robert Kraft and Donald Trump is obviously they're cool with each other. So I doubt he ever, but hopefully Colin does get signed by a team. It's, you know, hopefully, you know, ho- hopefully we're like a playoff team also. Yeah, you know? interesting, man. Man, but look, if, if Sean Payne can make Teddy Bridgewater look amazing, you don't think he could make Colin Kaepernick? You don't think, you don't think he, have- <laughs> he didn't make Drew Brees look very amazing against the, that's, the that's Falcons this week, true. that's for sure. Nothing looked what, amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't think they could put in, like, Drew Brees, Colin Kaepernick, and what's is it, is it Tatum Hill, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't think you don't think they could somehow incorporate all three of those guys onto the field at once? Like I, I just really hope Colin Kaepernick gets this just one more opportunity to show that like if he can't play, then he can't play. But the dude was in the Super Bowl. The yeah, dude some unfinished ran, business for sure. Ran all over Green Bay. Set, set up set up playoff record for a quarterback. Almost beat the Ravens. So I just felt like it, it we, we all knew it wasn't about his skills. It was about, you know, other things and all of that. Yeah, and especially with, um, you know, Lamar Jackson kind of taking over what the new form of quarterback is going to be. Colin Kaepernick has a lot of similarities to Lamar. Yeah, so true. He uh, does. Be very helpful to a team. Uh, let's get back to the Colts. Um, what, what, how do you think they're going to finish? Are they a playoff team? Are they a 500 team? Like, what, what's, what's your prediction? The Colts schedule. We're five and four. We have Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee. I think we go two and one. So, so what's that? So we're seven and five. I'm then with we, you I on think, that. I'm with you. Then we have. I, I think I think we go to Houston and we lose. Yep. But I think I think 
we're 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 in we're in Indy for this game, and the Titans haven't beaten us since I was like fifteen. So I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just roll the dice. Then we have and to finish it off. We have I looked at it. We have Carolina, the Buccaneers, and the Saints. The Saints, and then Jacksonville again. Yep. Um, we can beat the Bucks. Depends on how. Cal- I mean, Christian McCaffrey, man. Like, I we just we gotta we gotta contain that guy. We can't let him. We can't let him have those. You know, three hundred purpose yard games. Um, the Saints we're gonna lose. So I think we can go ten and six. I really do. I really think we can win the next. I think I think we can go five and two in our next seven games. You and I are pretty close to the same page. I just we don't have. think I don't see the Colts containing Christian McCaffrey. That's the only one that yeah. we differ on. But uh, I got him nine and seven, and I got him I, in the playoffs. So I think our two losses come against Houston potentially in Carolina, not Carolina, in, in, in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, tough games for sure. Yeah, uh, Kelson, you got a little bit of a different take. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly away from you guys here. I'm looking at. Possibly seven and nine. That's like so the the two that I think you guys have them winning pretty easily are the Jaguars games. And I don't know if I see Indy beating the Jaguars once like Nick Foles like comes oh, yeah. back. Nicky football, baby. But is there is there no potential of Russ? I mean and also who is who is he throwing the ball to? DJ Chark. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Keelan I, Cole. DD Westbrook. Who? Keelan Ooh. Cole. <laughs> He's all right. He's decent. I'd take him on the Eagles right now. That's for sure. He take anybody on the Eagles. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he's hurt too. That's terrible. Well, yeah. I heard that. I heard that him and Carson Moore weren't like the best of friends. And, the, and Man, yeah, there, there's all sorts of locker room drama. Talk. It's all talk. It could all be talk. Who knows? But yeah, I think I think we go ten and six. I think our biggest. If we beat Houston, we're gonna make the playoffs. I think. Oh yeah, we might win the division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already beat them yeah. once, right? Yeah, yeah. We've already beat them and whatnot. Um, so I don't see why we can't do it. I don't think Tennessee can beat us. They just—it's it, it, all mental with Tennessee. I think. No, see, I, I, Ryan I, I Tennessee. It's just these yeah. two Jaguars games that get me. Well, like, fortunately, the last game is in Jacksonville, so weather won't be a problem. Clearly, right. true. And then, like. If we can if we can beat Houston, then that means that we go six and one. Because I don't think there's no. Well, I don't know because look, Atlanta killed Drew Brees to not a single touchdown, and he cost me in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And Atlanta's hot garbage. Right. The Colts yeah, also mean, lost to the Dolphins last week. Yeah, the Colts, and it's like Adam and Terry. Hey, we love you, bro. Oh but, yeah, man. That's another thing. Yeah, look, you got to get your cane and get out of there. I think. If Peyton Manning can get released, you can get released, bro. Like, <laughs> like that's really how it all goes down. To like, if, you know, if, if he wants to do what's best for his team, he, I think he should probably just hang it up at this point, right? I mean, he's got I mean, nothing like, left to prove. He's a Hall of Fame kicker, 100. percent They're working on other kickers, so they decide to stick with them. This is what I say about Adam. Probably no one's if he, good. If Adam, if Adam, if Adam thinks he still has it, test your test your luck on the market, and I promise you, you will not get picked up by anybody. You, he knows that he. He, Adam can't go anywhere else. He knows that. Look, bro, you're going to be a Hall of Fame quarter, Hall of Fame kicker. They're going to Canton. Just accept that, bro. Like, but you, we, you've already cost the Colts three games this year, right? So, but I mean, and, and that's also comes down to it, you know. Like, will Adam cost us any games? I hope not. He already has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I cost you more. 
<laughs> but even like extra points, you know, like opening week against the Chargers, we would have won that game if he didn't miss the, if he didn't miss two extra points. Right. And then yeah, I was nothing hurts worse uh, against Pittsburgh. And then this last this past week, like just extra points, man. Like those are those are crucial, man. And we can't come on. Like the Colts don't the Colts aren't. We don't have the offense to have a shootout, so we have to get all our points while we can. We're not gonna put up the twenty-seven points a game, right? So, you know, and losing, losing. I mean, I, I understand. You know, we have Brian Hoyer, the quarterback. Come on, the Dolphins. Yeah, that's one you shouldn't have dropped. And that's that's a big one, man. Like those type of games. But like I said, I'm I'm happy that Houston has to play uh the Ravens. That's yeah. that's, that's that makes me smile inside. Glenny Lamar to off. Man, no, Deshaun need- Watson versus Lamar Jackson. That's gonna be fun, boy. That's gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah for sure. That could be that could be a potential playoff matchup right there. Yeah, I'd love to see that one again after that. Houston's um, also got the Patriots coming up. Yeah, man, yeah. their schedule's not easy. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like the Colts have a favorable schedule. Yeah. I'll give Speaking you that. of a favorable schedule, bro, I wanna I wanna get your opinion on the Eagles real quick because this is oh, yeah, for sure. this is a Philly this is a Philly special podcast, obviously. So we've <laughs> gotta add a little bit of Eagles talk. Yeah. So Eagles are currently sitting five and four at the bye week, right? I'm just gonna read off the rest of the schedule. I just want you to say win or loss. Okay. All right. They got New England and Philadelphia. Loss. Okay. They got Seahawks in Philadelphia. Loss. All right. They got at Miami. Win. They got New York at home. Giants. Win. Uh, at Washington. Win. Dallas at home. Loss. And New York on the road. Win. All right, so you got them nine and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is nine and seven good enough? You think? You think they make the playoffs in nine and seven? Uh depends on what. Depend. I mean, it's obviously a two-headed horse race for the NFC title. I mean. I mean, it depends what the Cowboys do. I yeah. think I think guys, that game against the Cowboys, think, that second game against the Cowboys is huge. Yeah, I think that's, think that's everything. You, if you beat Miami and you beat New York and you beat Washington, you, you take care of those games that the Eagles should win easily, then yes, I mean, and then if you can, if you can beat the Cowboys, then possibly 9-7 or, or even 10-6, you know? Because mm-hmm. you guys, because like, Tom Brady ain't what it used to be. No. You know, and look, like Colin, you know this. I have the Patriots defense. They ain't. I'm. I'm a little worried now. They playing real teams. Now. They ain't about to oh, yeah. two touchdowns. You know, a game anymore. You know, like yeah, all those. Not, he's a good quarterback. So, like, you know, if, if the Eagles, you know, if Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham can get back there and just disrupt Tom Brady, Carson Wentz can, you know, play a decent game. And the Patriots aren't good. I think it's gonna come down to can you guys guard Julian Edelman, you know? And yeah, that secondary is gonna be tested for there. sure. You know, like you know, it's and you know, I think Psycho Tom, you know, he doesn't forget his losses. You know, I think he might have like a little extra little to the game, maybe, maybe because hey, like I lost to you guys, you know, two years ago. I, I should have seven rings and not six. But you know, if you guys can beat, if you guys can beat the Patriots, which I'm not saying you can't. If you can, then I see you guys going ten and six and winning the division. Yeah, I've been preaching pretty much this whole the last I don't know four or five podcasts. Uh, the stretch the Eagles are going through right now, they're dead in the middle of it. Is I mean they had the Bears, who at the time I thought were going to be better. Uh, yeah. 
it's fun in the group chats though, like putting down our Bears fans. But of course, of course, I, uh, love, I, I love. Yeah, it. How can I you not? It. Yeah, uh, the Bills on there who were playing way better than expected. Uh, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Seahawks. That was their stretch of games they had just now, and they're smack yeah. dab in the middle of it. Like they could have lost all those games, damn near. Let but, me ask you guys a question. Uh, sure. Past two years, especially two years ago, we got on the Super Bowl. Eagles are doing good. Then Carson Wentz is injured. We're at that time again where Carson Wentz got Carson Wentz got injured. What week fourteen two years ago, and then he got injured again last year. Like, yeah. are you does Carson Wentz does Carson Wentz you know durability scare you guys? No, I'm not nervous about him at all right now. No, he looks healthier than ever, honestly. Healthy, but- and he's he's playing smart right now. He's not throwing himself around the way he did when he got hurt. Yeah. So I guess, that makes all the difference. Especially against the Rams, man. That was Oof. a Froden one to watch, man. That was a heartbreaker. He yeah, still, still got that touchdown. Yeah. He still yeah, it was a game they clinched to buy, too, I'm pretty sure. But like, bro, calm down, bro. Like, this is not the NFC championship. Like, <laughs> man, he, only, he only knows one speed, bro, and it's all out. Oh, yeah. Hey, look. Well, tell him, tell him talk, talk, talk to RG3 about that. He's a backup now. So I'm just saying, like, just be careful. He had a run last game. I don't even know who he played for, but I remember watching him run. The, the Ravens, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. He threw a pick last game also. Did he really? Yeah, he threw a pick. I didn't uh, see that. Were... <laughs> it was like the, it's like the first time in forever that three Heisman winners were involved on the same play. Lamar yeah. Jackson, and him, and uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah. It's pretty wild. But I think, man, I really think the Eagles. You know, this is a big test. I think this is this is a big this is a big test to see where they are. If they can beat, if they can beat the Patriots, because because you guys are at home, right? Yeah. I think you guys can do it, man. Like I think, you know, can you can you contain Julian Edelman? Can you can you stop you know Sony Michelle? You know, from you know just having like those like those those galvanizing you know thirty one type of you know conversions and all of that shit and. Can you make Tom Brady uncomfortable? You know? And, and they got you, to. That was literally, I think, almost word for word something I just said in the podcast about our keys yep. to winning. is He's got to be uncomfortable. You, you got to make Tom Brady, you got you to make Tom Brady arguing with, like, somebody. You, you, you got to, you got to, you can't let him just sit out there and, like, it can't be like a 24 for 30 type of game, you know, like a 275, two touchdown type of game. Because I think, because they break those two touchdowns, I think the Patriots got at least two on the ground. That's 28 points. I mean, do you really want to get into a shit with the Patriots? No. You don't. <laughs> I and then, don't. And with Deshaun Jackson, you know, with Deshaun Jackson not being there and, and Zach Ertz not, not having the same year not having the same year that he has in the past, it's like <sighs> But if you guys can pull it off, man, you guys can pull it off, it'd be a huge confidence booster. Yeah, man, this these next two games I think are the real test. You know, these are yeah. these are big boy teams. The Seahawks the teams and the Patriots. Both teams are going to be in the both teams are going to be in the playoffs no matter what. You know, and look and look and the Seahawks, man, just beat the best team arguably in the NFL. So like, you know, that's you know, like this, 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 these are yes, you're, this this is almost make or break because you could be six and five par, you know, in two weeks. That'd be wild. I mean, that's right where you want to be because uh, my thought is they're. I'm kind of sitting on ten and six right now. Uh, actually, I picked them to win, so I guess I'm looking at eleven and five. But is, they just got those last five weeks, bro. They are those are wins. Top, they, 
not, bro. If, if you guys drop these next two games, you're five and six. Like you have to win out. But like, if if you guys lose the next two games, you guys have to win out. I think. Yeah, but let, yeah. look. Did you hear the schedule? The only challenge it's after that is is the Cowboys, which so, they've had trouble beating the Cowboys. But so, so you're playing three. So, so you're playing. So you're playing three more playoff teams. Potential three, three more Did playoff. You, teams. Counting the Seahawks and uh, Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and potentially the Cowboys. So you're playing okay. three, you know, you're playing potentially three more, three more um, teams. Like I think, it, if you guys can go two and one, you're good. I think if you guys can go, if, if you guys can beat, I think who you want to beat is the Cowboys. Yeah, if, I think they can drop these next two games, and if they beat the Cowboys, they're probably going to be atop the division. I think you can drop the next two games. And I think that dude, that division is they're both at uh, five and or five and four right now, both of them. Like ten and six, I think could win that division. Yeah. Well, no, ten and six is going to ten and six is going to win the division. Ten so is going to win the South. Like, like you well, know, that's what I'm saying. So if they if they lose to the Seahawks and the Patriots, but they beat the Cowboys and win out the other crappy games that they should win. They're going to be 10 and 6. Yeah. But that, that that's the thing like oh they can't lose to like the the Dolphins or the Redskins saying, or anything. Like, but like you know it's still it's still a divisional game like you know like you know these guys oh, huge. Are this type of game like you know like I just cuz are you guys in Dallas or or in Philly for the game? This one is I think it's at Dallas. So you going to Jerry World? Oh no no this is Dallas at home. Yep, at home. Oh wait wait so the Eagles Eagles yeah, are, it's in Philly. It's at the yeah. link. Okay, that, that's better. Yeah, it's favorable, bro. Yeah. We, already, we already went through Arlington once this season. But do you want to lose the next two games and then have to win out? Oh, no. hell no. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. <laughs> I'd love to win every game we have for the rest of the season. Of course. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, look, the real thing is I'm, I'm okay. I should say I'm okay with dropping these two games if it's competitive. If it's a close score, if we were in the game, you know, and we made it look like hey at some point we might win this game if they yeah. just get blown out the next two weeks like we're not gonna do shit we're not gonna beat the cowboys i don't think so but yeah this is like you said uh this is a big test for sure and this is we're gonna see where we're at i think after these yeah, next two weeks real huge test man I, I think you know the patriots aren't what they used to be i think your biggest game is the seahawks okay. i agree the playoff matchup or you know like russell wilson is you know south lamar jackson obviously mvp candidate they got a good defense, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I. I think the Cowboys. I, mean, I think the Eagles can make it, but they have to show. They got to show them what they can do. Yeah, they're about to, bro. Stay tuned next week. You, th- you think so? We're gonna see. I predict yeah, them to win. Kelson predict them to lose. Not by much, though. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. I got the Eagles winning. So Jake Elliott game. I mean, game expiring field goal or what? That's kind of what I had in my mind, yeah. But we'll see. That dude's been money so far this year. He's missed an extra point last game. but I was thinking if you guys do win, I think it's because Tom Brady messes up. I think Tom Brady shows us how human he really is. That'd be great. I'd take that. I'll take a win. I don't care how it comes. I don't care if it's like the most – I don't care if it's another Saints and Rams game where there's the worst pass interference call or non-call I've ever seen. You know, I'll take a win. Hey, look, the Saints back-to-back years. I'm I'm Can't sick. Catch a break. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, what you what you got for playoff predictions? What's the AFC looking like? I think obviously, I think Baltimore wins the AFC North. New England wins the AFC East. I think Indy wins the AFC South. 
And I think Kansas City wins the AFC West. Your two wild cards, I think. Uh, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. I just think they're going to come back down to earth. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. Um, the Browns, no. Depending on how Houston finishes, they could be one of the. They could be one of the other teams. The Chargers. It's starting to play better, but uh, four yeah, five. Yeah, but then you, yeah, but then you lose to the, but then you lose to the Raiders. Like that was kind of a that last play that that, that last wild card team. Am I, am I am I missing anybody important? The AFC the AFC number is going to only going to have one playoff team, I believe. The West is going to have maybe two, maybe Kansas City, and maybe maybe Oakland, man. Yeah, Oakland. man, they're they're five and four, I think. Look, look, Oakland is what five hundred, right? I think they're just over five hundred. Look, and then Oakland playing, Oakland playing the Bengals. I mean, that's that's almost a guaranteed win. I don't know. It sounds like such a game they'd lose, though. Like I just, yeah. I can't put my finger on Oakland. <laughs> you really can't, because it's like, ah, oh, like Oakland, like, like is Derek Carr the answer, you know, or is he, like, you know, um, I think, like I said, when it's all said and done, I think, I think the AFC Championship will be, I think, I think, I think the AFC Championship is going through Baltimore this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 like, I really think, I, I look, the Patriots. I think the two. Divisional leader. I mean, the two, the two. Um, what's the thing? So, I think the Pat, not the Patriots, the Ravens and the Kansas City gets the bye week. I really do. I think the really? Patriots got to play somebody. I think they don't look. They. Uh, I like what you're saying though, because that means that that makes it seems like the Eagles got a better chance against them. For sure. I don't. I don't. I don't see the Patriots. I don't see the Super Bowl going through Foxborough this year. I really don't. I. I, I think. Look, I think the Ravens are serious. I think they're the best team in the AFC South. That I mean, in the AFC, that includes Kansas City, fully healthy. Like, I, like of course, Patrick Mahomes is better, but I think, like, just overall, collectively, Kansas City doesn't have a defense. They, <laughs> do they? Have, but then, like, you know, like, they shut out, you know, the Broncos to have eight sacks. You know, so it's like, yeah. <sighs> but against good teams, they don't have a defense. What's yeah. a, what, what, who do you got, Kelson? Uh, for that division. For any of them, or all uh, of them. So the East, I got the Pats. Uh, West, I got the Chiefs. North, I have the Ravens, and South, I have the Texans. That is identical to what I have. Okay. Uh, wait, wild card. Wait. Oh, what? Wait, my bad. You said the North. You have who? Uh, Houston. Oh no, Baltimore. <laughs> wait, the North for the NFC or the AFC? AFC. Oh, the, okay. And then for wild card, I went with Bills, and then maybe the Raiders or the Steelers. Bills. I'm not sure. Bills. I yeah, I was about the Bills, but I just feel like they're the Bills. Like, I just right? Like, yeah, that's the weird thing about it. Look, I got, I got the Patriots, Ravens, Chiefs, and Texans. Uh, Ravens and Patriots getting the buys. I'm with you. I think Ravens are going to grab that one seed. I don't see the Patriots slipping too much farther. Uh, lower than the Chiefs. I got the Bills, and here's why. They play the two worst teams in football four times, and they still have, I think, at least two, if not three matchups left against them. So already at six and three, like they could finish nine and seven, which is what I have the Colts, and I have them making the playoffs. So I'd say nine and seven gets you in in the AFC. So you think, so you think the Bills and Colts, so the Bills and Colts are the two wild card teams? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'd have the Chiefs playing the Colts and the Texans playing the Bills. 
So the so, Chiefs got the Chiefs at the three seed, Colts at the six seed. Do you really think you really think the Patriots are gonna have like the second round bye? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the second best. Yep. Yeah, I do. Who are they playing? I mean, like, okay, like, okay. It's besides, of course, like they're playing Miami again. That's 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 a duh. They're playing Buffalo again, right? That's yeah, probably duh. New York again. Like they they probably got still the easiest schedule no, left. I I think, I think they've already played. No, I I, yeah. I swear. To, I think the Patriots have like the third hardest. Like, I mean, third it's, hardest. it's not easy. It's uh, so we're looking at Cowboys, uh, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. This is and the Eagles playoff. before that. Yeah, and the Eagles before that. See, so, yeah, I mean, they they play four games. They could. I mean, they could potentially potentially lose five games in a row. They could. Like, like we're, we're not talking about the O nine. I mean, not the O nine. Like. Like the 08 Patriots, you know, like Tyron Brady looks very, like almost kind of like a very paid man like year. Like, you know, like the defense kind of carries them, you know, to like the promised land. But also, is that defense as good as we think? Because they haven't, because like I knew they weren't that good, Colin. Like, even when I was like winning those those games, I knew that they weren't good. Yeah, I know I that mean, I knew they were, I, what their first, their first seven games they played the Jets, the Bills, the Redskins, the Giants. And the Jets again, and then they played the Browns. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, they haven't been. That tested. is terrible. I didn't even they realize how terrible they, that they, was. Lamar Jackson comes in and drops thirty-seven points on you guys. Have or, they played a team besides the Bills that are even over five hundred? The Ravens and they lost. Look, and the Ravens, yeah. Look, and they barely beat the Bills back then. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Like, look, Tom. And we Brady, smoked the Bills. Look, look, Tom Brady looks forty-two. Rob yeah. Rob Rob not being there is showing. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That's that's something I I hadn't looked at the schedule until you just brought it up. That's something I, to think I'm about for saying, sure. I I just can't see the Patriots like I, they're gonna make the playoffs but, during the AFC South. I mean, this might AFC. be a big game for the Patriots too, just as big as for the Eagles. I mean, they it seems like they got a reputation to protect now. The thing is, the Patriots though. Every time you want to get down on them, they just come back and show you you're wrong and win yeah, the Super yeah. Bowl again. But Hey, I mean, but eventually we're gonna be right. Eventually, I mean, I mean, like, sure, yeah. Like you're not wrong. It's this year, boy, and starting next week against starting, the Eagles. Yeah, right now. Hey, this look, Sunday. hey, look, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm not an Eagles fan because because I have the Patriots defense going. So I need to be like, uh, a, look, look. I, need hey, to I got like, that on recording, just so you know. <laughs> like a like a twelve like twelve to nine type games, like nothing but field goals all game. Yeah, you're a closet Patriots or a we closet Eagles fan. I got you. No, no, no. Plus, plus, Ruben has Tom Brady, so it's like I no, need. I don't want to hear any fantasy. Just keep oh him with gosh. like the Eagles. <laughs> so, so what do y'all what do y'all got for the NFC? Let's get into it. Um, the, the, the NFC West is very interesting, okay? Because right. some Even more both, interesting after last week. Oh yeah, I, I think both of the both of them making the playoffs. Obviously, who's going to win the division? You know. Yeah. Uh. They, they play again, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hey, I I know we've all seen it. You know, Smith said tails. He said tails. And the, and the ref said heads. And dude, I don't know how you I, I've watched that video over and over, how? and I don't know if you're listening, dude. Every time you listen, it sounds different. What? No, I don't. No, no LeBron, I heard tails. I've only heard tails, tails, tails by Jim Smith. I've heard tails <laughs> and heads. It's crazy. What? Clear as day, I've heard both of them. And why is Jalen Smith even out there? Like, I didn't know Jalen Smith was still in the NFL. First, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, if you didn't watch the game, it's it's uh, during the coin flip. Geno Smith was the one out there for the Patriot or the 
who is it? The Ravens. Seahawks. Seahawks. Dude, I don't even. I'm all over the place. <laughs> what game were you watching? <laughs> and what he called tails. Tails. According to you. And the ref said heads. And it was right? head. Yeah, yeah. And it was heads. So, but when you go back and listen to the recording, dude, I'm telling you, it sounds like he's saying tails and heads. Every time I listen to it, it's different. Well, I got, I got, I got to go back because, like, I've, I've watched a few times. Uh, I always heard tails. I think the Put caption, heads in your mind and listen. I think, yeah, because like the caption always, the caption always said he said tails. So I think I'm mentally listening for tails already. That makes sense. Yeah, that's I heard it on the uh, Pat McAfee show originally, mm. and I was just like, "Oh, he definitely said tails." I can't believe the ref messed that up. And then I heard somebody say he said heads. Listen, and I listened. I was like, "Holy shit, he did say heads." So I don't know. I guess I'll trust the guy that was standing right next to him, which would be the ref. But yeah, what was it? Uh, the NFC man, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Somebody's gonna win. I'm looking in because you obviously have the Seahawks, the the Niners, the Packers, the Vikings. The Saints, the Eagles, the Cowboys. <sighs> not throwing Chicago in there. Chicago, no. they're not. No, not throwing Chicago they in there. They might be the worst team in the division, yeah. man. And Carolina. Like, Carolina's a yeah. like, like, someone's going to be, I think it's going to, someone's going to be really disappointed. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I, uh, I think ten and six. Even you're you're hard pressed to make the playoffs. Like it's, yeah. this is it's a tough like, year in the NFC. Like, like, NFC is wow. I got a. Uh, I think only one team's coming out of the East. Uh, I see they're going to be the Eagles or Cowboys, one way or another. Obviously, I got the Eagles in there. <laughs> I got them plugged in. And then obviously, I think the Packers are going to win. I think the Packers are going to yep. win. Division. I had that too. Yep. But, but, but I Vikings, think the Vikings are going to make it as well. Vikings yeah. are a good team. Yeah, out, they are good. And then the Saints are probably going to win. Saints, Saints are going to win the NFC South. The Vikings but, also they got to win over the Eagles and the Cowboys, so that's good for them. Yeah. Whoever they're going to be matching up against, yeah. they finish the same record as one of them. And then, do we believe in Kyle Allen? I don't know. Not I don't. Either. I don't know. You could. Th- I mean, I, I would believe be surprised in McCaffrey, if Carolina though. slipped in there. I saw. Okay, so so the four playoffs, so the four divisional winners are the Packers, the Saints, Cowboys, Giants, or Niners, Seahawks. One of those. Say Giants. Or, yeah. What? No, I no, I mean I mean Cowboys, Cowboys. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right. Like, like, excuse me. Then, <laughs> then you have playoff. Then you have the playoff teams. They have the two wild cards. Who obviously doesn't win between the NFC West? That's already one spot. For so sure. You have another yeah. spot. So you have the Vikings or the Panthers. Now I would put my money on the Vikings. All right. So you're going what? Saints, 49ers, Packers, Cowboys. Seahawks, Vikings. Does that sound right? Wait, you said said the Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's pretty much identical to what I got, besides I got the Eagles plugged in there instead of the Cowboys. And I got the Seahawks actually uh, winning the division Mm. and getting that bye week. I think they're going to top the 49ers when it's all said and done. I also agree with that. San Francisco's got kind of a tough tough matchup coming up, too, in the next few weeks, so... I mean, because the Niners got to play the the Ravens and the Seahawks again. They play hey, look, Arizona gave them roughing their money last time. Like you know, like Seahawks. I mean, like the Niners. You know, they are. Emmanuel Sanders might not play next week, and that's going to obviously. You know, I'm not too happy about that. Yeah. And I can't believe I lost that game. But <laughs> they, 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 just 
stay healthy, Emmanuel. But uh, the, the NFC, man, it, it's going to be crazy. But like, like I said earlier, I think I've already seen – I think we've already seen the playoff. I mean, the Super Bowl, I think Seattle and Baltimore is going to be what we see. Man, that, would, see. that would be a fun Super Bowl, dude, for sure. Yes, I, I think I, – I really do, man. I mean, I don't know, man. Hey, the Packers are quietly a great 2011-type team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it makes a world of difference when you got a healthy Aaron Rodgers and a team that can somewhat protect him. Right. Uh, I think it would be fun, outside of being an Eagles fan for a second, like Ravens-Chiefs AFC Championship and Seahawks-Packers AFC Championship or NFC Championship. That would be two. That would be set up for fun championship games uh, and then a fun a Super very Bowl. fun Sunday. A very fun Sunday championship. Yes, so where you – I'm glued to my seat. I'm eating fucking chicken wings. I'm drinking beer. I ain't picking up the phone for nobody. Hell no, no. It is just, I don't know, eight hours of straight football for sure. Um, yes, man. And I, the Packers, man, like, I just feel like Rodgers, isn't he due one? Like, Rodgers ain't been back in eight years. Like, I think he's due one, right? I'm like, 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 can he go up to Seattle and beat them? I don't know. See that—that's where I question that. I—I I don't see the Packers defense being able to stop Seattle. But, what's but what's your Super Bowl, Kelson? You got one? My Super Bowl? Yeah. I'm kind of with you guys. I'd love to see Raven Seahawks if we could if we could get it. A rematch. Yeah. I and think Ravens. realistically, and y'all are gonna hate me. Yeah. Saints and Patriots. Yeah, of course. Like it's always <laughs> that bullshit, right? I think they always find a way, bro. I don't know yeah, how dude. they do it. It's that's the thing with them. You like, get playoff Tom involved, and yeah, they always find a way. It's, it's so weird. I think are the Saints still cursed though? The Saints have some, some kind of voodoo on them. They have some kind of voodoo, some kind of weird New Orleans magic on them. You like, talk about do they haven't won in forever? Drew Brees. I mean, they've always been in the playoffs, but they never win. Anyway, look. I mean, but like, who, I mean, but who's the better team, New Orleans or Green Bay? It'd be fun to find out. I don't think they play each other, but uh, I think wait, New Orleans would win. Wait, I, I think they'd win. Nah, the I got I got Packers on that one. Are you sure they don't play? Because having, having the Bears play like a bunch of NFC South teams, like because the Bears have played. No, nah, maybe I'm tripping. I, I guess they don't, which I, I wish they did. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they play. I hope they'd play, but I don't think they do. They will hope. Like, like I think. I think the two top two teams in the NFC is going to be Seattle or Niners, just, you know, intertwine those two. Mm. And then between New Orleans and Green Bay, I think are the other two, um, other two teams that uh, will get that first round by. Yeah. I, it's going to be a battle, man. It's, it's fun to watch. Just got to love football. Got to love it, Eagles football. Specifically. It is. <laughs> Still thinking about you viewers. Listeners. And I, I know, I know the little size track. I know the Lions and Cowboys always play on, play on Thanksgiving, but what 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 other teams playing on Thanksgiving this year? Because it, 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 I'm giving it a look. Yeah, it's always two teams. I mean, like that bullshit fucking game with the Cowboy. I mean, with the the fucking uh, Lions uh, at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not I'm not watching that game. And then the Cowboys typically like a evening, like afternoon game, and there's always like a game like on NBC that night. Looks like it's uh, the Bears and Lions at 11.30, then the Bills and Cowboys, and the Saints and Falcons. Saints and Falcons. Okay. Playing again? Playing again, yeah. That's quick, okay. 
a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, sad, sad to see how round two of that one goes. Yeah, not really the the greatest slew of games, honestly. I yeah, mean, I'd say I, Bills and Cowboys is probably the best one. I yeah, guess Saints would, and Falcons, just because the Falcons beat the Saints, but you like when they could have did better. Like it could have been like Packers and Lions. You know, they, I, I, like you could have like like side no good. Like Christmas Day basketball, you're not gonna get the fucking Cavaliers and the fucking Hornets playing each other. Like, like, you're, like nah. you're not you're, you're they getting the people what they want. Yeah, like you're getting prime time games. Like. Because, like, I know a Kansas City and the Patriots play each other this year. That should be that, that should be your Thanksgiving game. If you want to do NFL, nothing, Maybe the NFL cares more about, uh, like, family values. Like, oh, yeah. they don't want to they don't want to pull people away from from the dinner table to go watch football. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to come watch the Bears and Lions at 1130. Christmas, like, I guarantee you, you, you're watching basketball. Like, like oh, I, I, I am, yeah. Look. The NBA doesn't give a shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I look, don't. I'm in that bitch. Don't know. Bro, I mean, it's BS already that they, they're making players play on Christmas. But, I mean, I, I guess for a million dollars, I'd do it, too. But. Oh, shit, man, man. I, I, on my birthday, bro, I'll be out there, bro. <laughs> bro on my birthday, I'll be out there, bro. I would not. Well, you, you don't got a family yet. You don't have kids. Uh, I get it, but, yeah, I get you, man. Like, Well, it's not a big deal. I mean, you can just celebrate Christmas the next day guys, or the night before. You care about, like, the... I mean, like, obviously, as Eagles fans, you're probably going to be interested to see what the Cowboys do. But, like, I'm not watching that Lions game. Look, I'll, this is what I'll do. It'll be, like, background noise while, like, I'm, exactly. like, getting ready. Yeah, you just, you just leave it on. You don't actually watch Yeah, it. they, they pick the, the right game. I don't know when you guys eat Thanksgiving. I usually do it at, like, kind of like a brunch time almost. Like, just before lunch kind of thing. Yeah. So, this like, is a good slot to have that football game, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's kind of like, and look, it's always something, like, weird-ass halftime shows that nobody fucking watches. And you're like, okay, like. I, I don't uh, I don't know, man. It, these next seven weeks are going to be really fun. I agree, you man. Know. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to see what the Eagles do. Looking forward to see what the Colts do. Tennessee, um, Tennessee they have the, I mean, it's going to be fun, man. I think the NFC has, I think the Seahawks, the Niners, and the, the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Packers are all legit Super Bowl teams. But wait, yeah, in the Saints. I agree. In the Saints. So and, uh, hey, I'm curious to see how we all feel, you know, six weeks from now, seven weeks from now, you know, when we get a few more games under the belt and we actually get to see what the playoffs look like. You know, who knows? Yeah. Might be changing and, altogether. And I think, like, in the AFC, realistically, you have Kansas City, the Patriots, and the Ravens. You know, like, you know, that, that could actually, like, you know, could run the tables. You know, as a Colts fan, I got to be, I gotta be, be, be realistic. I We're not going to, you know. All right, I think we're we're getting close to the end here. Let's wrap it out with uh, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Straight out. Ooh. One team. That's all I want to hear. Kansas City. Ooh, really? Yeah. Let's just say, Kelson, one team. That's all I wanted to hear. Seahawks. Eagles. And that's why it's a Philly special oh, podcast, okay. baby. There it is. <laughs> uh, like Justin, the you want to you plug yourself with like your, your podcast and stuff? Where yeah, we can find you? Oh, thank you guys for having me on this podcast. And, you know, guys, I don't do my podcast as much as I used to, but I will get back onto it. This is inspiring to do it more. You guys can get me on um, my Facebook page, Sports Talk with Jay Lee. Uh, typically, I post almost every day what I used to before I got, you know, I'm being an adult, doing stuff and all that stuff. But, yeah, Sports Talk with Jay Lee, typically about basketball and football. Now, it was about baseball, but we don't talk about it. But I talk about basketball, just current sports. 
add, add a little humor to it. And yeah, you guys just just at least just give me a just give me a fucking like. Just, <laughs> I don't look, you ain't gonna listen to the shit. Just give me a fucking like. And yeah, I appreciate it, man. We we should do this again soon, guys. Really, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. this is a lot of loved fun. it. Yeah, it was fun. Like yeah. to have you back on. Yeah, go check his shit out, dude. It's 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 good for you know a little commute if you're going somewhere. I like to yeah. I listened to one on the way to the airport one time. So I, I like how it's uh you know 15 minutes something like that, just something yeah, pretty quick. Been, something quick. Just you know, if you like you know going for a jog or if you just you know on your way to work or you you know whatever whatever you're doing you know if you're rolling up some weed I don't know you know just something. <laughs> Like, 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 well, rolling up a blunt takes time, you know. Just listen, listen to yeah, something. Just have it on. Like, get some sports talk in there while you're at it. <sighs> All right, guys. This is fun. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you coming on. So that's gonna do it for this uh, this week for real this time. Uh, it was a lot of fun having Justin on the podcast with us. Uh, be sure to check out uh, his podcast. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to a fun fun game against New England this week. Our biggest test uh, so far. We'll see how it goes, and we'll be back to talk to you guys about it next week. Um, until then, as always, have a good one.